midfield as good as it can be. So wait, I made the decision to step away from Zahari's draft life for a little while. It's, it's not goodbye forever, it's just see you there. Do you think it's just going to be us two doing Saturday Draft Live next season? To be honest, no, because I think I think we work best as a trio, if I'm being honest. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. I've never from making things better. Here we go. I'm not Eric Bischoff. I'm David Campbell. <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. It is a pleasure to be here. But Jack, um, I gather that you have a statement to read out for us here. Some information from the man, the myth, the legend, the day one of Saturday Draft Live, Scott McLeod. He's reached out to me and has asked me to read out this little announcement for the for the show today. <laughs> I vowed I wouldn't return to Saturday Draft Live until I was able to reclaim my position as co-host once again. And that day will now come sooner than you think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Beauty queens of my emotions, I want to make you feel beautiful. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. On a Saturday, it's about the draft. It's not quite live. But we're here, and it's a great time. And we're here on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Network, run by the tyrant Stephen Wilson. He forces us to make a feature show every Tuesday that comes out in this channel. He beats Ross McLeod. He grinds him to the bone and forces him to get a central out on a Thursday, even though sometimes they can't even find someone to do it with to the last minute. That's how it works. We've got East meets West where he forces Scott and Grant to, to walk to Japan. Their, their feet are bleeding. It's horrible. Right? Someone save us from them. But that's, that's all that's on this network. But we are here on Saturday Draft Live. I've got a man who... Uh, doesn't mind spending every day out of your window in the pouring rain. That's Jack Graham. How are you? Oh, very good song. Very good song. But, you know, I was out last night and I, I was, we were sitting in a beer garden and there's like a, 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 a pergola, you know, like just that whole thing. And I'm actually, I moved my hand at one bit and a seagull shot in my hand. Mm. <laughs> I, was not, I, was not, I was not best pleased. I have I, never heard the word pergola. Until the last two weeks, and I swear I've heard it now like 10 times. Like, I feel I have entered into a new universe because the universe I was in previously, pergolas did not exist. That, that or at least the word did not. <laughs> like, I have never heard of it before. And then my flatmate was like, I think I'm going to get a pergola for the back. I was like, I'll fucking what now? So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, someone who is looking for the girl with the broken spinal and perhaps asking her. If she wants to stay a while, it's David Hockney. How are you? <laughs> that is um, oddly accurate, actually, pretty much. But I'm surprised you've <laughs> never heard of the word. I'm surprised you've never heard of the word pergular before because I thought you'd be quite similar with the word uh, purgatory. How fucking dare you? Uh, <laughs> and he will be loved. He will be loved. He's back. You make it a return to Saturday Draft Live. You know him. You also love him. Mr. Scott. McLeod, how are you, my friend? Oh, boys, boys, I'm I'm back. You know, my, I can't feel my left arm right now because of that fucking the vaccine. But you know, it's a small price to pay. I'm back on the show. I'm sorry I left, but you know, uh, 
I didn't I didn't feel the same way about the draft as I did before. You know, I got, as a band whose name I was going to look up before I made this joke, you know, I was all out of love. And when I went away, I realised I was so lost without you. But I know it was right leaving for so long. Is that Starship? No, it's Air Supply. Air, Air Supply. supply. That's who it is. Who did, who did that. I was going to look up who did that song beforehand, but right. I'm not one for preparation. It's a great song. I mean, two songs, two great songs featured already in Saturday Draft Live. The album, the compilation album will be coming soon. But we need to get in to the top three of the week. It's very exciting, Scott, to have you back because your brother, your very own brother, Ross, he was on here doing his usual complaining last week, you know, about people screwing him over in the transfer window. But he did manage to pick someone up because he missed out on Roderick Strawn. And that man was Adam Cole, who managed to get him 10 points this week. So Ross, from going to complaining about having to pick up Adam Cole, will be very happy about the position he's put him in this week, Scott. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Adam Cole with the, the big win against uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who is on that team. Uh, I would be disappointed about that, but I, I, I foresee uh, a rubber match, maybe a SummerSlam weekend takeover, but Carol really wins. But, you know, I think Adam Cole's still a decent person to get. I know he's not in about the, the title picture right now, but I think he's still, like, out of all the NXT picks, he's still one of the more reliable ones more often than not. So, you know, that's not it's fair enough, because everybody seems to assume that Roderick Strong's going to beat Kushida. But there's no guarantee if you get Roderick Strong that that title change is going to come this season. No, I agree. I agree. I think, um, especially with the Cruiserweight title, we've seen it's a bit hit and miss. We try and make predictions for that title and it never seems to come off for anyone. But, you know, Ross, Adam Cole, future things in the cards. He admitted last week, you know, Adam Cole might not get that win against Kyle Royale at the big pay-per-view event. However, in the lead up to it, he could do pretty well, so we'll see what happens with Adam Cole going forward. I don't even want to talk about this guy, Jack. I don't want to talk about him. People keep predicting his fall. People people think, oh, he's going to tail off. There's no way he can keep this up. Drew McIntyre was again 10 points this week. Jack, um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Because I think we've said all we have to say about Drew McIntyre. Uh, uh, this Monday coming, we're uh, releasing an episode on the Big Picture podcast, uh, underscore the Big Picture. It is going to be on recast of Fantastic Four. Your good selves on that show, David. Yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be a, 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 a rare old laugh. I think we, we've said all that needs to be said about Drew McIntyre. He's great. He's doing wonders for my team, and he's he's helped me a lot in the position that I'm in now. So I think that the the book is ready to be closed on any discussion about Drew McIntyre. I think. Yeah, and it has to be said in terms of the draft, Drew McIntyre is indeed Mr. Fantastic. But Dave, you <laughs> and Alice, you like that one? I'm here all week, people. I'm not here all week, I'm here on Saturday. Uh, but Dave, you did make a very interesting transfer. We talked about Scott McLeod drafting Miro last week. That was a really good one. The next transfer after that was Jimmy Uso. This week, 12 points for your good self, sir. Mm-hmm. You've got a bit of a pardon the pun, get out of jail free card with this pick because obviously Jimmy Uso was um, arrested and the DUI Mm. we weren't sure if he was going to appear on Smackdown, do you think he could be written off sooner rather than later or do you think that his appearance on Friday was a sign that hey we're just going to see Jimmy Uso continue as if nothing's happened See I think this is a worry for me because I mean yeah 12 points in one week is great but I worry it's it's only a, a hollow victory because Obviously, the DUI was a, a major setback, and the the higher ups are apparently fuming about it. 
So I don't know if they're going to punish him immediately or they're going to wait until, you know, this big angle with Roman Reigns pays off, maybe at the SummerSlam point, and then they'll write him off somehow. So I think it's very sort of touch and go at this stage. But all I know is, is I'm, I'm, in a, I'm actually in a very dire position right now, knowing that, you know, I lost Braun Strowman earlier on and I could end up losing Jimmy So at some point, who has the captaincy applied? And I've made my captaincy change already. So, yeah, I think I'm going to be in a bit of a tight spot in the coming weeks. Well, someone else who's in a tight spot as we go to the table, Christian Cage, just instant classic. Sarah Greaves, madness. Uh, mad moves at the transfer window has left her still in last place in 109 points. He's moved off the bottom of the table here, folks, just in time for his return to Saturday Draft Live. Scott McLeod on a 111 0.5 points um, ahead of him as team go 128 points for me and then tied right now uh, Alan Laurie Loyals 148 points for Ross McLeod tied with Mr David Hockney and the Country Club um, Wankers on 148 <laughs> points also um, the Listener League uh, Make-A-Wish guy is on 154. Gary Kernan with Team Vista on 184. Uh, Ryan, the, the thieving bastard Gallagher, is on 187. Uh, then we have the top 1% with Stephen Wilson on 193. And Jack Graham, who next season needs an easier team to say, uh, relegated, liquidated, is still the same fantasy team. He is still, of course, in first place on 246 points. But before, we're going to break down Scott McLeod's team today, but there are a couple of things I want to specifically bring up. And Scott, there's one thing that, that you heading into. I've listened to you, Jack and Dave. You, you love to go when the time is right. And one <laughs> trade you made in the transfer window was with Ryan Dalgleish. You traded away <laughs> Bailey and you got Asuka. <laughs> um, do you have anything you'd like to say in the wake of what the news regarding Bailey's injury this week? Would you you have the force or on you go? I, I did prepare a little statement. <clears throat> so I'm full just a bit of paper. Ha, 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 uh, and then you're coming in with that attitude when he won the Listeners League after I was very, I defended him throughout his Listeners League journey and then he showed his true colours on the selection so you know what, fuck him uh, maybe that maybe this will teach him and I know I don't expect Asuka to have the best season and I don't expect her to win money in the bank but you know her just showing up will get me a lot more than Bailey will for Ryan so yeah. I, I think I got the better end of the deal yeah absolutely absolutely and there's Something else happened um, as well. And I think, Jack, I'll come to you first on this, um, but Dave will be interested in your, your opinion as well. Stephen traded out Chris Jericho <laughs> for William Regal. He then traded away William Regal for Sami Zayn. So he's traded away Chris Jericho, who now has this, this Trials of Hercules type run coming up on Dynamite for Sami Zayn who failed to qualify for Money in the Bank and wasn't on SmackDown this week, as far as I can uh, remember. Um, Jack, anything you'd like to say to Stephen Wilson? He shot himself in the foot. He was, it's, I, I, I spoke to him the other day and I went, thank fuck you traded out Chris Jericho for this old Labour's a Jericho <laughs> shite that's about to go on. Whereas I don't know if it's going to be... Uh, the way the way they made out the pro, it was back to back to back to back. So I don't know if that's on one night or if it was going to be like in different shows. But either way, you're, it's like three points for the win, isn't it? And yeah. like 
even even if he gets to the point of going to MGF and losing, that's still twelve points ever had in the first place. He's already he's lost ten points in making the, the those those silly silly transfers. So it's, it's like he wants me to win the season. You know what I mean? It's I, I don't know what else to say, but thank you, Stephen Wilson. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I think I think we're all losers here with this Jericho thing because now this labor's <laughs> a Jericho. That means we have to watch at least four weeks of Jericho wrestling on our television. <laughs> Jeez, oh, that's a, that's a wee shame. Going that's up. harsh, yeah. Is it, is it though? I don't know. I'm not a political person, me, you know, but... <laughs> I'll ponder. I'll ponder on that one. Uh, Dave, any defence for your old pal, Stephen? Obviously, you've known him since you were both in nappies, uh, both in the womb, <laughs> you know, a very long time. Um, but, like, could you have foreseen what was going to happen with Jericho, or at the time, did you think it was a good trade-out? Uh, honestly, it just... At the time, it certainly seemed like a bit of a gamble, thinking that Sami Zayn would qualify for money in the bank. But lo and behold, the gamble has failed. And it's just hit home even harder now that Jericho has been put in this in this sort of gauntlet format, which would have accumulated at least, you know, 15 points, you know, whether it was over the course of a few weeks or one night. So, yeah, it was... Um, I would see. I wouldn't see it as shooting himself in the foot. It was just more he went for a, a big play, a bit of a gamble, and it's massively backfired on him. I wouldn't say it's shooting himself in the foot. I'd say it's shooting himself in the ass without any wounds. <laughs> um, and Scott, you have returned to Saturday Draft Live this week. Um, you know, so it's it's so very good to have you back. Um, but we do need to dissect your team a wee bit. And my first question for you concerns L.A. Knight. We'll have a bit of yeah. controversy on this show. The ruling from Stephen Wilson for the Million Dollar Championship has been the same as the FTW Championship in AEW. He is not giving championship points for that particular belt. What are your feelings on this, considering that we did have a defence um, with LA Knight defending after, uh, against Cameron Grimes for this title? If he continues to defend it going forward, are you going to seek retrospective action on these points, or have you sort of accepted the ruling at this point? Oh, no, I, I will accept nothing that isn't in my favour. Uh, we have we had two title matches for the million dollar title. We had the match at Takeover. We had the match at Great American Bash, and you know, I I just think it's bullshit. It's been a sanctioned match. You know, they didn't record. They made a big deal about the FTW FD, title not really being recognised in matches before the one that we're about to have next week on Dynamite not being sanctioned title matches. But these are sanctioned matches. You know, there's a ceremony crowning officially crowning LA Knight the champion. I think that is very much valid and I should be getting the championship points and maybe it was because I was in last place that I was fighting so hard for this because I'll take all I can fucking get here because <laughs> LA Knight has been a, he's not been my strongest player but he's been very consistent here especially since TakeOver I think you know he's, at least gets vignettes showing off his big house and everything as the million dollar champion so yeah and the whole ruling from Stephen saying oh it's similar to the NWA title we don't count them either like yeah but how many people in the past have actually had Someone with the NWA title, particularly the NWA Women's Championship, because I think that's what he's talking about, because that's appeared on Dynamite. How many people in the past few seasons have actually had the NWA Women's Champion on their team? Like, there is no precedent set for this, I don't think. So I definitely think I am in the right. I think I should be getting a million dollar title points because they made a big deal about a champion being crowned. Oh, well, complaining to Wilson, who counts the points. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Uh, Dave, do you have any questions to ask Scott about his team? Um, 
Yeah, I um, I wanted to ask about one of his transfers uh, that wasn't uh, Aska or Miro. I wanted to ask about Natty and Tamina. Because obviously, before you had Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Now, having with them having lost the women's tag team titles, I think it was wise to trade them out. But do you think, um, in hindsight, Natty and Tamina could possibly start to dip down the rankings now that you know Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox have now been called up to SmackDown? And do you see more of a challenge being presented to, with them? Not particularly. I I do think they are going. They brought up Shotzi and Tegan because the women's side division on the main roster is so thin, so they need more challenges for Natty and Tamina. I mean, I really, I do. I'll admit, I, I'll, I said at the time I was going because I knew I was going to go away for a while. I went into the selection show with a fuck it attitude. I didn't care who who I got or how I fucked up, and so I really should have, if I'd been thinking, should have taken MSK initially. Because uh, they've done very well even after the transfer window, and so I, I knew I wanted to trade out Shots and Ember. And with Ember now being separated from Shots and now being separated from Ember and being on the main roster, uh, as that seemed like an even wiser choice now. But then I looked out when MSK. I knew I wasn't going to get him because Ryan Gallagher got right in there before I could, because I knew I had to get Walter out to fuck out first, because uh, I knew Mio probably might be someone that everybody wanted. But after MSK, the division was fairly lacking across most of the, the brands. You know, I was tempted to go Pentagon and Eddie Kingston, but then they lost at uh, Road Rager, so probably best not to go with them. Like, Natty Tamina, as much as I don't like them, and I don't like the fact that they're tag team champions, they have the possibility to appear on both shows, and you know, while not all people may not like Nye and Shayna, they were appearing across both shows and being one of the best, the best performing tag team last season. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting that exact success, but I chose them because they're the the other most consistent team that was available at, the, at that time. Because other than that, you had what the Viking Raiders. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I I just really didn't know who else there was. So I don't see expect to see much of a dip for, for an Italian team. Even if they do lose the titles, they'll still be around, probably popping up across both Raw and SmackDown. Yes, yes, popping up like a bad smell wherever they go. Italian Tamina since 2010, uh, roughly. Uh, Jack, you've <laughs> rounded <laughs> off this look at Scott's team. What would you like to focus on? What do you want to, to pry this man about? Um, I guess uh, a, a lot's been covered already, but I'll, I'll ask about the, the very first transfer that was made. Uh, Miro, obviously, as you said, you had to get rid of Walter, which is the wise move. But do you think that was, was Miro always your top target or like... I know, obviously, Jimmy Uso maybe could have been a top target for quite a few folk. Because was Miro your 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 be all and end all guy to take first? Because obviously he had the title match the week after for your point scoring, and then putting the captaincy on him straight his ways. But obviously, it's, it's, it's played a blinder for you already, helping you get off that last position. But was he your main man from the start? Yeah, I'm quite disappointed in in this team. You know, like. Uh, I was expecting to be properly grilled here. You know, I was expecting Campbell right out of the bat to say, what the fuck were you thinking, Grafton Walter? Because I deserve to be shit on for that decision. Because... <laughs> he did. Yeah, absolutely did, 100%. But he, he's out now, so... <laughs> I mean, back to back, he, I think he was appearing so consistently, well, not consistently, but he was getting a lot more appearances than he had in previous seasons in the lead-up to WrestleMania. Two title defences, Mania Week. I thought somehow this was going to lead to uh, an appearance... Like more appearances on the US NXT, 
there, but I will say I was proven wrong with that. And so I made some bad decisions. I I actually did want Karrion Cross as my first round pick, but Ryan Dalglish got in there before me. And so I, I thought I need something big. I need, a, I need someone who's a champion right now. And for whatever reason, the only person that popped in my head at that point in time was Walter. And I convinced myself that that was a good idea and quickly learned that it wasn't. Uh, in regards to Miro, yeah, when I was in last place, I think in the weeks leading up to the transfer window, I thought, well, at least that means I, I'll probably have a better shot in getting who I want, at least the first day of the transfer window, because I'll get a pick first. And as soon as Miro won the TNT title, he became my number one priority. He became the person who I wanted more than like any other as my first round pick. I knew I had to get somebody who would get me almost immediate points to make up for how lacking I was in points from Walter. And I made a statement in the, the group chat when I saw that I didn't even see that, uh, that Miro had a, a match with Brian Pillman the following week until after I, I traded him into my team. And so I said to you guys, like, I'll get more points from Miro in one match with the captaincy on him than I did from Walter in like two months. And that is the case. I mean, he is, like, he's, he got me up to like second last place, which is good. But I'm, I'm wanting to get to a couple of places ahead of that. I don't expect to win. I'm too far gone at that stage. But, you know, it's quite fitting that he's called the Redeemer because that is what I'm looking for, a little bit of redemption at the tail end of the season. And, Cam, I think it was you who mentioned this, or was it Hockney about my, my history with the TNT title? That was, that was myself last week, yeah. The thing is, I don't think when I traded and when I got Miro in, I was listening to the show last week and I found your point quite interesting because it didn't really cross my mind when I thought about having Miro on my team because, like... Even after he won the title, he already had quickly two title defences against uh, Dante Martin and Lance Archer, very successful. And uh, Darby Allen was defending the title on more frequent basis before he lost it. So I've I just seen the TNT title as something that's going to be defended more regularly going forward. And so it was a consistent points getter like Cody was for Allen and his team back in uh, season five, the tail end of that season. Mm, uh, I, I was tempted actually to get Darby Allen. Uh, at the start of the, the season because like, he was actually one of he was the last round pick for me and Steven and he was one of our better picks you know appearing alongside Sting almost every week the occasional title defence so I don't know why I didn't actually go for him because even when he lost the uh, you know he quickly got points back with yeah. that win at double or nothing and I could have easily traded him out for somebody else like Miro if I wanted to so I'm I kinda, that's another one I'm kicking myself that I didn't uh, get Darby Allen when I had the chance Fair enough, Scott. Fair enough. Now, listen, we do have an announcement uh, regarding the, the uh, future of this show coming uh, up at the end. Uh, Cabo, mm-hmm. uh, I talk about something now. Ryan Gallagher, I, I haven't mentioned this to anybody that I was going to say this, but I feel like, you know, we talked about how he, you know, he's stealing points from people taking advantage of this transfer window. Uh, can we talk about the offer he made me? What did he offer you? I got this message from, from Ryan Gallagher. Got a suggestion. And hear me out, which is always a great way to start. You've practically given up on this season, haven't you? This isn't the finish last or thereabouts, which is like comforting. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, hoping to have at least one person finish like lower than me. And so he, he makes his offer. Trade me your lowest scoring guy, which I think would have been Kyle O'Reilly, uh, for Randy Orton and all your points. <laughs> and, and in exchange, I would have gotten not only Randy Orton, but quote, his spot in the next season's draft if I if finishes above him, which she probably would have with all my points. And three crates of cider delivered to your door. <laughs> Think big here. The season hasn't went to plan. But you'll go down history and be spoken about forever. 
taking back a heart in the heat. The biggest heist in, 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 in draft history. And That's I, my partner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I messaged back, all my points. Why the fuck would I give you all my points? Oh my god, man. He, he made he made some... I have to say, him and Gary are as bad as each other because Gary also asked for all my points, which I haven't revealed here. Uh, Gary, Gary asked for all my points as well. Um, but then yeah. it goes down, he's clearly not thought this through because if I take his spot next season, that means I, I would have had to... And he won. I would have had to have picked last, which mm-hmm. wouldn't exactly put me in a better position because I was mid-table. Uh, I was like in the middle of the selection process. Uh, for this season, and look where it's, it got me. And uh, so he, he clearly didn't think about it through. And I was basically like, "Yeah, I'm not as clear as I was not." I mean, it's starting to look like a less appealing offer by the minute. And he put four crates of cider, and I went, "The cider is not the issue here. <laughs> the cider, the cider is far from the problem in these summer months. I feel like I could do with a wee crate of cider, but we have a wee announcement on the the, the sort of future of the show, how it's going to run uh, going forwards at the end here. Um, so I just wanted to give you something to stay for uh, while we go to the low point of this week as Dave Hockney runs down the listeners league on you go Dave yes so um, as I said last week it's going to be a lot more competitive this time around and the the standings are getting a lot closer in terms of points but we still see some recurring names uh, coming back so just outside the top five this week Robert Shaw the previous winner with the Jesters on 208 points he's once again, closing the gap after what's been a very turbulent uh, week in terms of you know injuries and other stuff going on. But in fifth place uh, is Tom Brock and the Tilburg Trappers, a very consistent performer this season. 210 points, uh, all thanks to his consistent performances and appearances from Drew McIntyre. Uh, his round two pick is Asuka, who's in a fatal four-way match this coming Raw. So she'll get hopefully some match and appearance points uh, there to back her up. Uh, but he was damaged this week for... Uh, a loss to Kyle O'Reilly at the Great American Bash. So, bit of a mixed week, but, you know, Tom's still hanging in there in the top five. Next, we have Jonathan Swift with Swifty Tombstones Lee on 214 points. A bit of a quiet week for him, but he's lost some valuable pay-per-view points, uh, largely because of Bailey's injury, because his captain's Bianca Belair, and he won't be able to get uh, those much-needed, you know, pay-per-view title win points with the captaincy applied but he but she does get a title match against Carmela so that's a sort of uh, consolation prize on that front he's got Alexa Bliss in the upcoming Fatal 4-Way as well and he's got Kevin Owens in the Money in the Bank ladder match but Randy Orton and Damian Priest have both been MIA for for quite a few weeks now so will that come back to Haunton I mean I hope not so let's just see how he gets on from there Next, we have Adam Callier with P45, someone who's been sort of just slowly working their way up the table and has now sort of found uh, easy footing uh, in the listeners' league. So we said last week he changed his team, team captain to Tony Tony Schiavone, who's been one of the best scorers that's not an active competitor this season. Definitely a, uh, definitely an interesting play, and it's helped him out massively. He's also got Omega and Callis as his tag team as well. So quite a, a big AEW presence on his team with Chris Jericho as his final round pick. So he could benefit from that uh, series of gauntlet matches uh, coming forward. Uh, in the next few weeks. So he could be in for a, a shout of maybe jumping to second or even first place. Next, we have Ross Brady, a very strong performer this season, who's clawed back second place, uh, 225 points with the talented Mrs. Ripley. Now, we've spoken a lot about, you know, Ross's team. He's been 
He's been very much one of the strongest performers this season with both members of Team RK Bro and his team. He's got Tony Schiavone, he's got Britt Baker and the Young Bucks as well. But he has changed uh, his captaincy to Matt Riddle. I thought it was a bit of a questionable decision at first, but he does have a... Uh, a leading presence on Raw, uh, you know, compared to his tag team partner. And he's also featured in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Could certainly be an outside bet uh, for that match. But I think uh, the captaincy change, it goes uh, not the one I would have said, but it uh, certainly seems to be doing well for him so far. Uh, and once again, at the top of the table this week, we have JP with shirts and balls out on 232 points. So... Uh, JP, again, another consistent performer. He also has Tony Schiavone as his team captain. He also has both members of Team RK Bro. He has Britt Baker as well. So you sort of see a running trend with the two top scorers uh, so far. Uh, his tag team is the New Day, who's been heavily featured in this feud with Lashley and MVP. So he can still rack up points from there. And he also has Charlotte Flair, who's going to be in a Raw Women's title match at Money in the Bank. So... JP certainly in a very, very good position with his team. What I think the only thing that could let him down is maybe Randy Orton's absence uh, on Raw the last sort of few weeks. But nonetheless, he's a good seven points ahead of Ross, which, you know, it's sometimes it can make all the difference from winning and losing. But I'm excited to see, you know, a lot more competitiveness and some points changing uh, in the listeners league in the coming weeks. So on that note, back to you, Go. Stephen, Stephen, I'm not being ridiculous. There's some wanker called JP who could win and come up. Like, you just need to put an end to it, all right? It's, it's had its day. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Saturday Draft Live. Um, Dave, thank you so much for that. We all love the listeners league here. Um, now, there was an announcement we wanted to make about the, the future of this show going forward. Obviously, Scott McLeod is coming back. Um, to the show and while I was meant to be temporary I've loved doing this show so much I would also like to stay on uh, something the guys have kindly agreed over here so the way that it's going to work going forward is the big shows of the season the first the draft show and the analysis show after that all four of us are going to try and be here the same for the last show of the season uh, before we go into a winner um, apart from that it's going to work in a rotational basis uh, where two of us will be here every week breaking down the action it'll be different combinations it could be Jack and Dave it could be me and Scott it could be etc etc you know so that's the way we're going to work it so all four of us can continue to give you the best draft analysis uh, and the only draft analysis on these airways guys how are we feeling about this this new era of Saturday Draft Live or into and into you know, a little bit of mix and match might actually do us some good. You know, we can see how each of us sort of bounce off each other. But, you know, what it also means as well, it means that at some point, one of you is also going to get the opportunity to discuss the Listener's League. Oh, fuck. And I really hope it's you, Goat. Um, so, I don't know how this means thought through. Uh, David, I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for the three the three OGs to be back doing it once again. I'm, yeah. I'm just... I just don't want you speaking about the listeners league, Cam. You know, I'm doing it for your greater good. Geez, you joined the same time as me. Don't give me any of that pish. I am happy to leave the <laughs> Again, um no <laughs> Scott, it's been a great first show having you back. Are you excited to get back in the saddle with Saturday Draft Live? Absolutely, because at this point I'm just gonna be now looking condescendingly at other people's teams who who actually have a chance of winning. You know, out of spite of my own team, uh, as they try and claw to the middle point of the table, and you'll know, just come back with a better strategy, more motivation for the purgatory season uh, uh, next season. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to keeping it fresh, you know, so I don't have to take time away like I did before. And uh, I look forward to the uh, these shows where all four of us are coming together, you know, 
with every week it's going to be like our own solo films, like our own Winter Soldiers, our own uh, Black Iron Man. Aye. But then when we come together, start and end of season, Avengers assemble, if Ooh. you will. I want a backseat Thor. Um, but thank you for joining us on Saturday. A backseat Captain America. Of course you'd do. Yeah, you'd be Captain. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I can, I can see that. Thank you for joining us on Saturday Draft Life this week. It has been a pleasure. The new era starts next week. Uh, and two of us will see you then. We haven't decided which two. But two of us will see you then. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Stay classy, San Diego.